Hi there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. And now, here's this week's guest. Today on the Live Healthy Podcast, we have Mike Ballard. He's an American athlete living in Abu Dhabi. Mike was paralyzed from the waist down after a rugby accident in Abu Dhabi in 2014. And now he's preparing to compete for Team USA in next year's Paralympic Games. Uh, He also works with students with autism, so we're going to talk about that. That's also very interesting. Um, So welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks for having me. Nice to see you. Yeah. Uh, no. No. I'm. I'm really. I'm really glad we sorted this out. I'm really glad I could uh, get on the uh, get on the show today. This is great. <laughs> um, okay. So you have a few a huge background in sports. Like you were an athlete from young, a youngster, I think. Right. What's your sporting background? Like, when did you get into sports? Oh, you see, like, so I'm from I'm from Michigan. All right, Michigan's kind of a a backwoods type place, kind of an outdoorsy type place. And then um, I'm from a, a small town, like as, as small as you can get, um, kind of not as small. We got three stoplights. We got three stoplights in Gladwin, right? So like, um, like we just played sports all the time. Like that's all, that's all you did as a kid. So, um, so yeah, um, as as long as I can remember. Like, um, my actually, since you asked, um, there's a, a Ballard family story where, as soon as I could talk, my mom took me to the store for Christmas shopping. And all I said was ball, 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 ball. Like, so, okay, we know what we know what Mikey wants, you know. So like, yeah, uh, played a lot of sports as a kid. Yeah. Okay, like baseball and soccer, football, or whatever. Baseball, baseball was like the staple of of my life, you know. Um, um, we were a skiing family because it snows a lot there, so we skied all the time growing up. Um, and then you know, I kind of settled on you know wrestling and uh, American football um, as as when I do. And did you compete in, in uh, both of those? Were you at a competitive level? Oh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, small town stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like so. Um. So I. Uh, um. So in high school, there are three seasons, right? And so, um, in like prep school or whatever you, you would call it, um, um, you know, I I played football in the fall, wrestling in the winter, and then um, baseball in the spring. So um, yeah, I played all all three of those growing up, all the way through, and then um, in university, I played baseball. And did you want to live overseas? Like, what? Like, did you come to Abu Dhabi for the work opportunities, or what brought you here? Um, well, so you got a job, right? Because <laughs> that was one thing. Uh, um, no, so I uh, after I finished up my education degree, um, I applied to ten jobs in Michigan, and I got one rejection letter and nine no callbacks. Right, so I was like. I got a job in the Middle East. I got one rejection letter out of 10. So like, I mean, it was, it was a no brainer, right? So uh, yeah, I moved out here in 2011. What drew you to working with kids with autism or, or not just kids, you work with also adults uh, or, or the older, older students? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of all like, it's kind of all one, one game really. Like you just, uh, um, I've worked with like kids from, you know, age three to age 22. Right. But like, uh, um, so what got me into it, right, is uh, 
you know, I needed a job, right? Like, uh, it's uh, so special education. Like, I knew I wanted to teach, right? I knew I wanted to teach, but like, special education is one of those where it's a very labor-intensive gig, right? You like, like, if you think of a gym teacher, right? You get one gym teacher, and he stays for forty years, and then he retires, right? Think of a special education teacher. You need at the same school, you'll need ten special education teachers, and you know, the average burnout is a couple years, like. 10 years max you know so like if you want a job in education go special ed <laughs> there, there, there's, i mean that's that's how i got into it and this uh you know i've stayed in it somehow so yeah yeah but it's like a really tough gig right like it's not all, those kids are all over the place all variant it is very it is a very difficult job i'll, I'll say that um it requires you to just scramble your priorities, right? Like, like, like it's, so if you're a teacher, right? You know, you can be pretty sure that when you assign something, it's going to get done, right? You can be pretty sure that when you say, do this, like follow this directive, it's going to get done, right? As a special education teacher, like whatever you say, it's not going to happen. You know, like you just have to reevaluate and just say, look, we've got, this is what we've got to get done today. This is what we would like to get done today. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, like, like it's. Uh, if you if like if you try and drive the ship, right, it's. You'll, you'll burn out pretty quickly. Right. Like, uh, so um, it, it's. I'm trying to like explain this in a way where um, a person who's never met me or a person who's not familiar with the field could understand it. But like. You, on one end of the spectrum, you have, you know, we got to do this, we got to get it done, we got to have has to happen, right? And then on the other spectrum, yeah. which I'm probably closer to, is like we'll just do what we can and you know hope for the best, right? So in whatever situation, right, there's there's a time and a place for both of those, and I think, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Sorry. Go on. Well, that <laughs> kind of personality, though, for sure. Like, so. You you came over to Abu Dhabi. Your what was your life like when you came? Were you, were you living the like you know, the sports and brunch and all that stuff? Were you having a good time? Uh, no, I mean that's that's part of it, isn't it? <laughs> like, I mean, come on, like, yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, um, so I would try and do one brunch per month. I fi- I figured if I could, when in 2011 I came out here, um, and I would try and do one like heavy brunch per month, right? Like. So, um, but you know, at, at the time I, I was just getting into rugby and like, I was, you know, pretty committed to that. Um, but you know, that's part of it. That's part of the, the, the culture out here as an expat. So, I mean, you would be, you'd be pretty weird if you didn't do that, you know? So yeah, I just try and keep it to a low roar. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you found, you played for the Abu Dhabi Harlequins on the rugby team. Is that? Yeah. Played for the Queens. Yep. Yeah. Played for the Queens. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you were playing rugby in 2014 and you had like a terrible accident. Can you just sort of walk us through what happened? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we were, uh, I was playing, playing for the Quins. Um, we were in the West Asia cup final. Um, so it was us versus the Dubai dragons and the winner, um, was the, uh, you know, the, the best club in West Asia, right? So the winner of that game would be the top club in, UAE, Oman, Kuwait, Bahrain, and Qatar, right? So it was like it was like a big game uh, on kind of a, a like a local Middle East scale. You know what I mean? So it was uh so we were 15 and 0. We were undefeated on the season. And uh we yeah, just about 30 minutes into the game, 
the guy was a guy made a line break. So he had the ball and he was running straight at me. And, you know, I went low, two guys went high and the whole thing collapsed on me and uh, fractured my T12 L1 vertebrae. So um, paralyzed from the waist down. So yeah. Did you know, do you know when that happened right away? Like it's, it's bad bad, or. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, The thing is, right. Like everybody knew it was bad because, uh, um, you know, I wasn't one to spend a lot of time, you know, on the on the ground. You know, it come, you know, like crying oh, out. You know, guys that takes the huge dramatic fall when they just get tapped. You weren't one of those guys. It just because of the position I played, that wasn't a part of the culture for a front row like prop. Like it just it just didn't happen, right? So, um, so I went down, and you know, I've talked to the guys about this around there, but, but like it was pretty clear to like an outsider, um, you know, that it was serious, and then, uh, you know, it was very clear to me that it was serious and you know by the time the, the trainer got out to like talk me through it like we we had sorted out before i was put on the stretcher we both knew that i was i was paralyzed yeah you knew it already and then sort of what sort of transpires from then like how do you wrap your head around something like this happening we've all seen it in movies and stuff but how do you when you're inside yeah, remember the titans remember the titans gary Bertier. Yeah. yeah it happens yeah uh but but like, look, um, it's just, it's just, like, you don't have a choice, right? Like, is that, that, there's nothing you can do about it. Like, like, I mean, it's not like you can write a strongly worded letter, you know? Like, it's just like you just right. got to deal, right? So, right. Uh, uh, the the thing that was different about mine is it happened in front of all of my friends, right? It happened in front of all of Abu Dhabi. It happened in front of the Dubai Dragons, and it happened in front of my mother, you know? So like. Uh, you know, there was an element of, there was an element of bravado, machismo almost, you know, like, like, you know, you got this, you know, like, and so like, um, when they carted me off the field, I gave a big thumbs up like this, like, so everybody could see him, like, even though I knew, like, I knew what was going on, but I was just like, you know, whatever, right, but, um, so there was an element of that, right, and then for the next week, um, you know, I was a pretty popular guy in the hospital, right? Everybody was coming, you know, everybody from work, everybody from school, everybody from, you know, like rugby, like everybody, everybody was around, you know? So um, there was an element of that bravado and machismo kind of thing. Um, But at the same time, I'm a special education teacher, right? So like, I've got, I've got two master's degrees in like one in, you know, disabilities and disability management, and then two in like behavior and behavioral management, right? So like, um, I had a lot of mental reps, like, like I, I can remember the first, the first special education course I took, right. You had to, um, the, you had to write an essay on, you know, you have a child and your child has a disability. You get to choose from this list of disabilities. Why would you choose that disability for your child and how would you handle it? Right. Like, so like that was, that was the first course I took in special education. Right. So like, and then on top of that, there was special education law, right? Whereas like these are all the laws that are protecting and you know people with disabilities, and this is what happens when you have a disability, right? So, and then you know the behavioral side of things, like you know that just applies to everything. So like I had a lot of training and a lot of preparation, you know, for the previous eight years before that, my job was to put in place adaptations and modifications for people with disabilities. So like. I spoke the language, you know, like I had, I thought about that scenario. Like you can't, 
you can't play rugby and watch people snap legs and not think about that scenario. You know, like, I mean, I mean, it's not like, it's not like I was thinking, oh, I'll, I'll get paralyzed. It's like, you know, I'll sprain my ankle or blow out my knee, you know, but like. Did you have, so how long were you in the hospital in Abu Dhabi for? About a week. But we, yeah, yeah. so I, I got to the hospital that night, had surgery the following morning. Uh, and then it was just a matter of just back and forth with insurance companies, back and forth with hospitals, back and forth with uh, medevacs to get me out of there. And, uh, uh, you know, and yeah, I still don't even know what happened with all that because, you know, I was just in, in bed. But like um, it, it was a significant amount of uh, effort. I think my mom's I think my mom's whole, uh, cell phone bill was a thousand dollars that month. Cause she's calling America so much. Yeah, I'll check with her because that, that was that was a funny one. I was like, I need, I need to learn. To yeah. <laughs> and you I've don't even. A, get the, sorry. No, I've got I've got an international phone number for you can call through my computer. I was like, if I would have known, I was just giving you my work computer. But like, why are you calling yeah. on your cell phone? Yeah, yeah. Well, she probably wasn't thinking about it. But so so you not only does this all happen, but you have to go. You have to leave, right? Like you can't. You have to go home and just leave your life. Well, I'm not staying here. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, like the 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 UAE policy is to like when somebody's that injured, right, and they need that specialized of a care, they just ship them out. Like the nearest the nearest uh, spinal cord injury clinic is Germany, right? So like, if I were Emirati, I would have gone to either Germany or America, right? Like, uh, so like, they, I mean, there are no like. I mean, there are, but like, it, like by by, um, you know, Western medical, Western insurance company standards, you know, there are no spinal cord rehab clinics in the Middle East, right? So, um, so I had to go back and uh, Mary Freebed Rehabilitation Center um, just happened to be one of the best in the world, and um, a couple hours away from my house, so that was good. So when you went through, I mean, you're now two years doing two years of rehab, kind of thing. Is that is that what it? what happened yeah yeah it's so it's um so you, you go i go to mary free bed um go to mary free bed um i had a couple of extra like like major spinal surgeries while i was there but like uh um i think i stayed in mary free bed for about 45 days about a month and a half as an inpatient right and so as an inpatient they're just giving you the crash course right and then um um, you know, I went home to do outpatient therapy after that. So, uh, so like, and like by midsummer, I was home, right? So, uh, injured in April, call it July, I'm home. And when I'm home, that's just kind of like doing it with the training wheels off kind of thing, you know, like, like you don't really have anything to do, you know, so you just get through the day is what you're looking to do, right? But, um, so, and then, um, yeah, a couple more pretty significant surgeries in there and then uh like two years is like the the earliest like like 18 months and two years like 18 months would be like very quick to like go back to work right um just because i don't know it, it, like so yeah so it, like uh it, at about almost a little under two years um I went back to went back to Abu Dhabi. So during that two years, I'm just curious. You must have had really like you must have had so many highs and lows, right? And when you know when you think about 
you think about that journey, like you must have had like dark nights of the soul where like we all do, but you must have I will had- I will I will say this, right? Like cause I like Yes. Um but I hate watching spinal cord injury movies, right? Because yeah. it's like so like it's just like oh this they they break a glass and then they you know cry yeah. because like that was the one thing that they you know that was too much, yeah. you know, like it's yeah. it's not like that, right? Because it it completely scrambles like whatever you had planned, right? Whatever you thought was like a big deal, like scrambled like out the door, right? Like so like so when I was in, in the hospital in Abu Dhabi, right, like I just got injured, like a couple of days after I got injured, like I realized, oh, my gosh, I haven't gone to the bathroom in like 72 hours. Like, what's going on there? And then I looked down and I was wearing a diaper and I had a catheter in. Right. And I'm like. And it like, I was like, OK, well, we're going to handle that when we get to it. Like, like I'm not concerned about that right now, but like. Then and then, you know, I had to figure out like how to do all that stuff, you know, without, you know, nerve function. And that's that's not fit for your podcast. Right. So like. So, like, yes, like you break a glass and get mad, you know, but like or whatever other stuff like that has happened to where like. People, people almost don't understand it, like like. Because, like, things that, you know, should bother me, right? And it's like, <laughs> whatever, man. Like, I care. <laughs> like, and again, that's me. That's me. I, I don't know. that. Like, that's just how I've gotten here. I mean, whatever. But, like, um, it's different for other people. But, like, it re it scrambles your priorities. Let's say it, it scrambles your priorities. Okay. And it. It's amazing you came back to Abu Dhabi. You, you wanted to come back to Abu Dhabi. Well, here's the thing. Uh, like, Michigan, as uh, wonderful as it is, um, as much as it's got going for it, uh, it snows and it rains, right? Um, so, <laughs> right. and then there was the whole deal about, you know, getting rejected by 10 jobs in Michigan, right? So, like, um, so like Abu Dhabi is a known good thing. Right. Like we know things are good here. Right. We know the job is good here. We know the paycheck is good here. We know the social life is good here. Um, We don't know if it's wheelchair accessible or not. Right. So like I had an idea, like I've been I lived out here for three years before. But like um, so I got injured in April and then. It had to be Yeah, it had to be December. Yeah, so it, I got injured in April, and then December I came back for two weeks, right, um, for um, the Dubai Sevens because, and the reason I did it is because I wanted to see if it was wheelchair accessible or not, right? So I came back in December of fourteen to see what it was all about, and then I looked at it. And I was like, shoot, it's as long as you don't go downtown, you, you got it. Like you're, you got it made, right? And um, and then um, I knew I made the right decision. When in December of 2015, we got three feet of snow in three days, right? So a meter of snow in 72 hours. And, um, you know, that was, that was it. And that's how I, and I came back. Did you have it in your mind or how early did you have it in your mind that you could do other sports that you, or that you would do other sports? Uh, I mean, 
as soon as it happened. Like, I mean, it's like, uh, we've all seen Remember the Titans. Everybody knows about Gary Bertier, you know, winning gold medal in the shot put, you know? So, like, I mean, like, it's, I mean, I worked the Special Olympics, you know, like, I, like, I've gone, I've gone, like, I know we're in the Paralympics, you know, but like, I know, I, I knew what was out there, you know what I mean? Like, like I was, I was in that game for, for a while. Right. So, um, but like, you know, I, I got injured in April, 2014 and, you know, the next Olympics were 24 months later. Right. So like, it's not like I was going to like trot out and say, I'm going to the Olympics and, you know, six months, you know what I mean? So like, I, it's not like it was in the back of my mind. Like it was always like, I always knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of just who, what, when, where, how, you know? Um, so, so, um, I grew up on a lake, right. Um, spent a lot of time in the water. Um, spent a lot of time kayaking, um, in, in, uh, Abu Dhabi. When I moved out here in 2011, um, Shortly after moving out here, I became a kayaking tour guide on the weekends uh, with the uh, Nukata Adventure Company. So as a kayaking tour guide in Abu Dhabi, I got a little, um, I a lot of time on the water, right? Like, you know, I was just doing it on the weekends, you know, like, um, and, you know, it's just still a pretty, uh, pretty good, you know, a pretty big staple of my life at, the, at that time. And uh, so, like, that's the sentimental side, um, like, but the, like, the, like, the structural side is, um, like I knew I was going to do something. So I looked up, you know, just all, every sport you could do. Right. And, you know, weightlifting, badminton, you know, weight, uh, shot put, whatever, whatever. Right. And, um, there are other sports I could have done. Right. But I was just like, if I'm going to commit to this for an eight year cycle, right. Might as well be something you can do on the beach, you know, and hang out for eight years. So, uh, uh, I'm probably in the wrong sport. Like I should probably be doing weightlifting, but uh, why did you say that? Well, because USA, like when I, as soon as I, um, I, I, I can send you the link, but like when I, so in 2018, um, you know, I, when I was at a stage to, to where I could, uh, go to the United States Olympic committee and like, say, introduce myself. Right. And like, a a manner that was would get some feedback kind of thing. And um, so I, I made a video, I made a workout video and sent it to everybody. And um, the USA weightlifting, USA powerlifting, you know, era division, whatever. Um, we're interested, but it's just like, man, I don't want to do that. Like I, I would rather kayak for eight years than. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I started uh, seeing. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. What was your question? Go ahead. Um, I saw you, I read that you said you need to lose weight. Why is that? Well, that's, that's why I'm in the wrong sport, right? For a weightlifter, like I've got like, I've got like a good weightlifter build because I got these short stubby arms, I'm wide, you know, but like for kayaking, like you want long skinny arms and light. And so, um, no, I mean, do you swim at all? Like not very well. No. Well, like, yeah, like, so, like, think, like, think of how much, like, it, how much effort it is to carry around, you know, 15 kilos extra weight, just like walking, right? And, and, and then take that and you got to 
put it through water, which is very viscous, very like it, it's trying to stop you from going forward, right? And all you got to do is look at the guys that compete and look at the top guys and they're like, they're skinny, right? <laughs> like, like yeah. um, it's, uh, so yeah, so it would be beneficial for me to lose weight in the next three months uh, okay. in uh-huh. a healthy, sustainable manner. Uh, you know, we will be chipping away at it, but uh, um, I will be trimmer, not small. I will be trimmer in uh, on May thirteenth. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, that's out there. Like, like I mean, you, you can look. Like, you can be successful as the burly kayaker, right? Like, if it's a windy day, if the wind is coming straight at you, the burly kayaker wins every time, right? But like any other time, the little guy wins. So, uh, so yeah. Um. So what's sort of uh you're you're heading to the US next month. You're gonna do time trials and all that? Oh no, I'm skipping those. I'm skipping those. Um I uh as as of right now, um uh, I have verbal permission from uh USA Canoe and Kayak that I do not have to go to time trials. So unless unless it's a unless it's a situation where enough guys come up where I'm gonna get bumped out of the my spot. Um, then I'll have to defend it. But um, as of right now, I'm not going. And uh, if I get an email saying I, I have to, I'm going to pretend like I didn't get it. <laughs> Just sit here. Like, yeah. Other than weight, what do you think your major challenges are training moving forward? Oh, oh that's, a, that's a pertinent question. Um, so I am on the more disabled side of my division right um so this is this is a a deep dive into kayaking but like if you want to be successful based on the current rules and regulations being an amputee is a good way to go right um just because you have more muscle function for the things that you have right um whereas me i'm cutting around these legs that do me absolutely no good so they they weigh me down and then you know i get um I get scored as having, you know, muscles and, you know, function down here, even though it doesn't really help me. Right. So uh, in order for me to be successful at the international level, right, like competitive at the international level, um, I'm going to have to make some uh, adaptations and modifications to my vessel, uh, in particular to the seat. Um, the seat is the next big thing. Um, so if you got legs, right. You use your legs to hold yourself in the kayak, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you brace on the kayak, you know, as you paddle, right? Um, I am unable to do that. So um, I have to wedge myself in with foam, right? So like, I, I just, I just stuff stuff. I just stuff things into my legs to keep me in place, right? So not very scientific, but the, the issue is like if you flip over, you have to be able to get out really fast. So you can't like just, just strap yourself in, right? So um, the straps are the quick release, um, you know, going from you know my hips all the way down to my knees, and then uh, band around my around my back to keep me uh, in that way. And then uh, the other be- cool thing about kayaks is there you steer uh, with your feet, right? Yeah. So uh, so I've got no steering either. So like. Uh, Actually, I'm not, I'm not doing anything with my steering. I'll leave that for 2024. But uh, 
like with the steering, I just lock it in place, and then I just have to steer with my arms and and leaning. But the seat, the seat is what has to be fixed. Sorry, you got me. Going. And how how do you have to fix the seat? Well, that's the other thing about the pair of canoe. Um, there is no store in the world where you can say, I need a seat for a T12L1 um, incomplete fracture, right? Right. Like, um, so if you want it, you have to make it. So, um, so I got I got a nice little workshop I go to, uh, Makerspace in Alzana. Um, so I got a nice little crew of uh, engineers that are helping me. Um, so the question is, um, there's no question. We're going fiberglass for this round. Um, and then 2024, we'll go carbon fiber. But like where we're at right now, make the mold, right? Make the mold out of foam and styrofoam, right? Then cover it in fiberglass. And then you got to see. Um, it's, like it's it's not that hard. It's just a little 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 effort, right? Is it, is it 3D printing? Like how, like how is it? How's the- very good question. Uh, plausibly, plausibly, if you had a very big 3D printer, you could do it. <laughs> Um, okay. You would need to print, you know, a chunk like this, a chunk like this, a chunk like this, and then put them all together. So, like, it's not really, it's not really functional to do it with the three D printer um, with with the gear that we have. Um, but um, foam cut to shape, wrapped in fiberglass, let it dry, paint it. You got to see. Um, but uh, but at least we'll figure it out. Right? Yeah. You gotta, like you have to make it as a tested, is that right? Like you're making it, testing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like we're gonna have to make three seats before, you know, the world championships. So like yeah. um we should probably get started right now. <laughs> I got the foam, I got the foam, I just need to just start cutting. So Well you're you're doing a lot though. <laughs> like you got a lot. Um, a lot going on, yeah. Finance, who helps you? Like you can't do this all financially. Do you have like uh, sponsors or? Uh, uh, here's the thing: kayaking is a very obscure sport, right? The para division is an obscure part of that obscure sport. So, uh, you know, Nike still hasn't called, you know. But like, uh, my roommate, my my teammate, um, who's been in it for longer than I have, he made a comment where. He said, I am into this for well over a hundred thousand dollars, right? And like he said it and I was like, come on, man. Like and then I, I got into it and I'm like, it's just an expensive sport. I mean, you're on like anything you do on the water is expensive, right? Like even though there are no moving parts, like, but you start talking about, you know, carbon fiber this and like, you know, professional grade that and Olympic grade that, and it's like, oh. So no, I mean the sponsors will come. The sponsors will come. I'm, I'm, I got all the confidence in the world. But uh, you know, as of right now, if you want to get in on the ground floor, <laughs> you can give me a call. But uh, but no, uh, I do have a good sponsor in um, in Well Emirates. Um, so Well Emirates is, is a meal plan company. Um, so um, you know they are kind of involved in, in our neighborhood out here. And um, so Well Emirates, um, you know, approached me about being a brand ambassador. Um, so, uh, I, I'm their brand ambassador. So, uh, you know, I post some of their stuff and, you know, they, they post some of my stuff and like, there's a little, little collaboration there. So that, that's handy. Um, it, don't tell anybody, but I got a, uh, I got a line on a wheelchair sponsorship. Got a line on a wheelchair sponsorship. Yeah. I'm going to be, a- you're going to be an influencer. 
I mean, yeah, like cool, right? Like, 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 like uh, um, if I'm going to be an influencer, it's not going to be because of kayaking. Like, Kurt McGrath is a 10 time world champ, Olympic champion, the best ever to do it. And he's got 5,000 followers. You know, it's not, he's not an influencer. You know, he's got a blue check, but he's not an influencer, right? But like, yeah. uh, but like, <laughs> the biggest to ever do it, the most successful ever to do it, right? Yeah, he's sponsored by Jaguar, and Jaguar gave him a car, like, but he's only got 5,000 followers, you know? So, like, it's not, like, it's not, like, a public eye type. Like, if you're, if you're in it yeah. to become an influencer, yeah. you are in, <laughs> you're so far in the wrong spot. It's not even funny. Uh, like, it's, yeah. like, yeah. Olympic Olympic champions. Like, like, like the, re the regular Olympics, the able-bodied Olympics, like, Couple thousand followers, like, yep. like it's, it's the very definition of toiling and obscurity. But this is very exciting. I wanted to ask you something. I think, I think everyone's worried when someone in their life goes through something hard and life altering that they're going to say the wrong thing. Yeah. I, I just wondered what people were like to you, what people should do, what people shouldn't do, what they should say, what they shouldn't say. Like, I, do you have any sort of What's your take on all that? Anytime you're providing a good or service, right? Just ask, okay? Is it okay if I push you up this ramp, right? Like, like, is it okay if I, you know, push you up this hill? Is it like, can I get the door for you, right? You know, like, what you see as an able-bodied person is, like, what you see is, that is a challenge. That is a difficult challenge, right? That is a difficult challenge, yes, but it's a challenge that I deal with 20 times a day, you know? So, like, when I'm putting my chair into my car, right, if I, like, if I go get in my car, get gas, go to work, come home, right, what's that, 10 times where I'm getting in or out of my car, like, in, like, one, like, just average thing, right? So, like, yes, you've never seen a person in a wheelchair get in their car. But like, that doesn't mean that that person in a wheelchair wants you to pick up their $5,000 chair and jam it into the back of their car, right? Like, right. so just right. ask, right? Oh, Need to wow. handle things? Wow. Yeah, like, just ask. Right, just ask. <laughs> so that's something that I'm gonna try to <laughs> And don't, don't touch my chair. Like, unless your wheelchair is certified, don't touch my chair, right? Yeah, those are the two things. Anything else? Anything people say? Like, like people get awkward because they've never been in that situation before. It's like, oh no, I got a wheelchair. Like, 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 it's it's fine, man. Just like, just like, be cool, you know. Like, um, calm down. It would be. No, it, everybody's different. Like, 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 um, when in doubt, like don't ask about like the injury like i mean this is cool like in, in this context like it's like expected it's like professional it's great but like for an elevator right hey how'd you break your back you know like, like for a kid that's fine you know for like a 50 year old it's like act like you've seen a guy in a chair before man like like what do you what version of this story do you want that i'm going to tell you in five seconds you know like it's uh yeah. um just be cool. Right. Just yeah. act chill. Right. 
I like it. Um, how's COVID been to you? Like, has how how have you been how have you been handling it? Look, are you, I mean, apart from you know the pandemic, you know, ravaging you know the world economy and you know millions of people and stuff like that, like it's been awesome for me, right? Because uh, uh, they push back the Olympics a year, right? So I get an extra year to train, like because I'm the new guy on the block, right? And so I am a different paddler now than I was 12 months ago. So that is phenomenal. Uh, so I got that going for me. Uh, you know, uh, oh, geez. Uh, clean my room enough to where, like, <laughs> that, that's my, uh, that's my, uh, that's my uh, kayak erg there, among other equipment. But, like, um, but I have an indoor kayak erg. Um, it's like a rowing erg. That you use. I got an indoor kayaker one. Uh, somebody donated it to me. Not donated. I got it on loan. It's on loan. I got to give it back. But um, that's pretty good. Um, so um, going on lockdown when your only objective is like training, like work, obviously. Obviously, I go to work, you know, do that bit. But like your other objective is training, right? Never not being able to leave your house or your gym or your beach is great. Like, when they closed the beach, that that was tough, right? Because they closed the beach and the gym, right? And then I'm just in my room, like, yeah, I'm training, but like, that was that was difficult. Like that was a difficult stretch to keep your head right. But um, but you know, as soon as they opened the beach back up, we got back on track, right? But um, but COVID has been great for me. Uh, I am uh, I am maximizing the situation at hand, all right? And say you say you get a gold. What like what's not gonna happen? Not gonna happen. Let's let's just back it up. Come on. Say you this is this is not a Disney movie. Like like twenty twenty four, maybe we're in the finals, right? Maybe we're in the top eight in twenty twenty four. Uh it's it's I understand. I understand the the um the what do you guys call it the the mentalism stuff the the envisioning like power positive <laughs> all that business. I understand that, but we are up against. Um, I am racing myself. Right? I'm not like like everybody has a different disability. Everybody has a different like levels of injury, different kit, right? Like. Um, I'm not in danger of coming home with any hardware, but um, we're going to make a run at it. Like, like we're going to, we're going to uh, go at it as if we were uh, and uh, head straight into the teeth of it. Right. But, uh, but yeah, go on. What's always it. Go ahead. I was, your question. Say, yeah. I was just going to say what other, like what other dreams do you have? What other thing when you, you know, when you talk, get past the single mindedness that you have with this. Book? My, my, my dreams at the moment are, the World Championships in Hungary, May 13th to May 15th, and to write a vocational assessment that uh, for work uh, in the next year. That was, that's 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 all I that's all I got right now. Yeah, just that's it. Focus. Amazing. Well, it's really great to talk to you, and I, I, I'm glad to hear. Uh, have you? I I thought that one was going to come up, and different sounds of it. You're going to end it here, but like, have you heard of Zig Ziglar? Have you heard of Zig Ziglar? Yeah. Yeah, isn't he okay. like the original? Like uh, he's like a self help guy. He's the original self help guy. Have you heard of his goals talk? His goals. His goals chat, like his goals, like theories on no. goals. 
Zig Ziglar, uh, we talked about going out goals and going up goals, right? And like, like, so yeah, you have goals that you tell people about and you have goals that you don't tell people about, right? And they're, they're two very different subsets. So like, so like, I thought that was going to come up, but, you, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to reread Zig Ziglar and, uh, and come up with that. But yeah, he, he's the original self-help guy. Yeah. What? So he says you have these, these are just your goals. Like you should just focus on these things. Oh, he that says, he cool. says there are goals that are fit for public consumption, right? Uh, yeah. And there are goals that like, that aren't uh, up for, up for debate, up for discussion. Right. Like, and so that was, that was, that was why I gave you that, that KG answer, right. Is like, not because like I have a singular focus, but like, uh, Zig, I was, I was hoping you'd heard of Zig Ziglar and I'm glad you had, but, uh, we'll, uh, we'll have to read up on his stuff. Yeah. You're telling me about your other goals. Why would you? We just met. <laughs> you don't have to tell. That's it. It's, it's yeah. not you that I'm worried about. It's not you that I'm worried. It's, it's, you know, the, the millions of people who are going to listen to this, you know, yeah. Right? Like, yeah, they might have something to say. People thinking, um, about your goals and putting you pressure on you. I got it. Um, yeah, is there anything, yeah. ask, anything you'd like to elaborate or anything I didn't ask you that you like want to say? I want to say, um, well, I think I think we we had a pretty wide ranging uh, discussion. I think it was good. Um, Can I? Ask what, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on like from a physiological standpoint with yoga and meditation? Because I, I was looking at your stuff and I saw like I saw um, because what are your thoughts on yoga and meditation from a physiological uh, level? Physiological, I think there's a lot of science. Um, there's there's a lot of science that speaks to how it can better impact your physical performance. It mm -hmm. can help calm down your body. It can lower your blood pressure. It helps you be in the moment. I don't know. What do you think? Um, well, the reason I ask is I'm I'm from a very cynical field uh, when it right. comes to um, you know uh, uh, things that rise to the level of treatment right and so yoga as a, as a treatment versus yoga as an exercise right and so my field the field of behavior analysis has come to the point where we are recognizing yoga as a treatment right a aspects of yoga as a treatment right so it, it's uh, it's making inroads into into our world right now and I'm, I'm inclined to you know be in that camp um are you gonna do it I, I don't need any more hobbies right now, but, uh, yeah, like it's, uh, um, I mean, I'll do it, but like, uh, I'm not, I'm not committing to it. Right. But, uh, um, it, you know, it would be good. It would be good for me to do. Why like, I, I stretch, I don't do yoga. I stretch like, cause it's, uh, um, I will tell you that I used to be a complete yoga nut for years. And then I, um, dislocated both my shoulders doing yoga and, uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's, it's, uh, so anyway, like I think yeah. you can do it too much. And um, also, there's a lot of things about yoga that have gone, like like everything else, that have just gone too far. It's sort of become like a religion. So uh, you definitely have to choose. Well, that's, that's the behavioral side of it, right? Like, um, so there's that. So on that same token, um, hand in hand with yoga, mindfulness and mindfulness training. What, what's, uh, what's up with that? What do I think? Yeah. Uh, it just personally to me, I have, I'm sort of have anxiety. Like a lot of people, I have a t hard time focusing and I find that if I just start the day with 
that breathing and meditation, then it, it just, it's like a good habit that sets me up. And when I skip it, because I think I'm in a hurry, it doesn't, the day doesn't go well. I, I, you know, that's sort of, that's my, that's, I know there's lots of science about it. but that's that, No, that's, that's a very good answer because what you just said is you just focused on the observable, measurable, you know, behaviors that go along with it, right? So like, that's what we're measuring when we say like mindfulness training, we'll say, well, you need to breathe 30 times in a minute, or you need to have a heart rate of, you know, in this range, right? And like, so like, those are observable, measurable things that you can play with scientifically, right? And that's not saying the stuff inside your head isn't measurable and objective and like scientific, but like, it's just harder to measure, right? So, um, because it's harder to measure, it's harder to put together program for it, you know, for what's going on in your head. You know what I mean? It's easier to do a breathing program and a heart rate program, yes. which is an aspect of mindfulness, which I'm inclined to be on board with. That's 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 yeah. what I'm saying. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I'm a lot more interested in that lately, though, in um, breathing and different ways of breathing. We're going to have a story coming up on Live Healthy just about there's like, you know, I'm put together like 10 different ways because I did the. Wim Hof workshop in February, they came and just, and I did the ice bath and I did the breathing exercises and was blown away. So the ice bath. Yeah. You know, the, you know, Wim Hof, the ice man, do you know about this guy? Oh, the ice man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, there's one of the last, last things before lockdown that I did was go to, I went to the Wim Hof workshop and did the ice bath and it wasn't even the ice bath though. The ice bath was amazing, but the, uh, I mean, it was cool, but, um, it was a breathing exercise. There's just something about those exercises. I've seen do. his breathing exercises. And like, yeah. here's the thing with Lim Hoff or whatever his name is, like the stuff he's doing, it has to work. Like we know it works because he's doing it. Right. The question is like, how does it work? Right. Like, cause he's so far out there. He's doing his own thing. Right. But like, so ice baths, like, yeah. again, we're in the realm of like non-scientific stuff because like, it's so far out there. But, um, but That's he does. Cool. He does measure all this. Wim Hof does measure all this. He's got. No, no, I, I know, I know. It's a. I, I know that. I know that he does, and I know that. But there, there's not a consensus in the scientific field. I don't think, right? And like, uh, but no, with your breathing, I'm looking forward to reading the article, and I will repost it. But um, I, uh, I do a lot of swimming, right? So I do a lot of open water swimming, and for me, that's a breathing exercise, right? Because it's like control your heart rate, breathe enjoy your heart rate breathe. you know and like um it's like when i think of like a meditation type of scenario i think of my swimming right because you kind of get in a bit of a meditative like trance you know when you go for 30 minutes of pull 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 breathe pull 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 breathe right and the whole time like your body wanting to raise your heart rate, but you're not, you know? And like, it's, uh, that's what I think of when I think that's my yoga. You know what I mean? Like that's. Uh, yeah. And I, I think any, you know, there's a sort of in that world. It's sort of like you have to do it a certain way. And that rubs me the wrong way too. Cause I don't think anyone would ever accuse you of not having mental strength and the ability to calm yourself down when you need to, and all those things. You mm. seem like you have skills and you don't meditate or do yoga. So, you know, like, well, it's not well, I mean, look, we, we were around for a long time before there was yoga you know so like we were doing these things in some yeah. capacity like they just like yoga or like anything just like harnessed and refined whatever 
whatever was was there, you know. So, um, yeah. So no, I'm I'm on board with it, right? I'm I'm I've, I've dabbled in it, but like uh, I'm curious at the same time because it professionally, like it's it's contrary to kind of my field, right? So yeah. like, um, I'm I'm interested in, it, yeah. Well, we'll get you to go sometime to a sound healing session. That'll be your next step. We'll to play gongs. Now that's very relaxing. I got to tell you. I've done that. I've done, and I was, I was, uh, uh, I was going to ask you about your Tibetan bowls, and 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 that we, we can table that for later because I've been involved with that. I like the, there's something going on there, like the vibrations, like the chilled out, the you know heart rate, the whatever. Like there's something going on there. Yeah. But uh, again outside the realms of, of, of science at, at this point. So you could be in your boat and swimming. Well, listen, Mike, thank you so much. It's been so great to talk to you about everything. I really appreciate it. I'll hey, um, I am, uh, I, I'm really glad, uh, you reached out and, uh, I will be, I'll be keeping track of you guys and I'm looking forward to the, uh, the article, okay. the article on, on the breathing, not on, not on us. Yeah. That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast.